seems to fit Those raindrops are falling on my head They keep falling So I just did me some talking to the And it is Denver Sports Tonight on this Thursday night in the Mile High City A special schedule release edition of the show He's James Merrillat. I'm Will Peterson. It's schedule night, James. We've got it in front of us. It's been out for all of two minutes. We'll break it down over the next hour. All right, now that you've seen it, I want to pass it along to folks quickly because we won't we won't keep them waiting. Uh, do you want me to run through it super fast and then you can sure. give me some reactions? Yeah, you bet. All right, so the Broncos are going to open at home the first two weeks of the season. They'll welcome in the Las Vegas Raiders in week one followed by the Washington Commanders in week two. Josh McDaniels will be here week one of the season. Then it's a road trip out to Miami, September 24th. We'll see if the weather's an issue. Out to Chicago, October 1st. That's a good thing. You don't want to go to Chicago in December. You're going in October. October 8th, baby. Circle it. The New York Jets will be in town. We're booing Nathaniel Hackett. We might be booing Aaron (laughs) Rodgers. October 12th, we're going to head to Kansas City. That's a Thursday night game, an Amazon game, all right? First primetime game right there, week six. Then you're coming back. Week seven and week eight are both at home. The Packers and Jordan Love will be here October 22nd. The Kansas City Chiefs will be here October 29th. That means you play the Chiefs twice in 17 days, and you're done with KC by week eight. The bye is week nine, James, right in the middle. right smack dab in the middle. That is perfect. November 13th, you'll head to Buffalo for a Monday night football game. Second primetime game on the slate. you got to wait till week 10 to get it. Monday night football in mid-November in Buffalo. Big one, and that means you have 15 days off because you play the Chiefs on a Sunday. Yep. You get the bye, and then you go to Buffalo. You'll come back home for two more, week 11, Minnesota here. We heard some rumbling Sunday night. Sunday night football. So back-to-back primetime games, Monday night followed by Sunday night. Cleveland will be here November 26th, That's week 12. 205. That's a Spiro Didis. Uh December 3rd, you're in Houston. December 10th, you are at the L.A. Chargers. Week 15 is going to be TBD for now um, in terms of the day. I assume that means Saturday and or Sunday because college football is over. You'll be at Detroit either the 16th or the 17th. The Broncos will host New England here on Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve night. It's Sunday night football that night, 6-15. Wow, another primetime game. The Grinch himself, Bill Belichick, will be here the night before Christmas. New Year's Eve here against the L.A. Chargers. Man, both parties, Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve here in town. And then Week 18 is a TBD at the Las Vegas Raiders to wrap things up. Very interesting, James. They open with the Raiders. They close with the Raiders. That is the Denver Broncos 2023 schedule. It will be live in moments at denversports.com. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, you know, there's no perfect schedule, but I always look at for look at this in a couple of different ways. One, how do you start? Can you get off to a, a, a good start, get some momentum going, something to build on, especially with a first-time head coach? especially with the team that's coming off of 5-12 and 12 seasons. Like, hey, how do you get a little bit of confidence and get things heading in the right direction? Back-to-back home games against the Raiders and the Commanders. There's no freebies. There's no easy ones in the NFL, but that's a pretty soft start, relatively speaking, right? That's It's yep. not opening at Buffalo and at Kansas City or something like that. So you, you got to like that. I always look at how you finish where, hey, if you're in the mix – and you need to string together a couple of wins late. How does it look? They do have the three straight road games to start December, but they finish with two out of three at home. 
and then that Raider game to, to cap things off. If you got to win two out of three down the stretch to make the postseason, New England, the Chargers, and at Vegas, okay, not murderer's row. And then where is the bye week? And it falls as close to the middle as you can in a 17-week schedule after eight games. So that is a uh, that is a good fit for the Broncos as well, getting the bye week in week nine. I've got the preseason schedule as well, just to pass it along real quick. The first game will be at the Arizona Cardinals sometime between August 10th and the 12th. They'll then head to the San Francisco 49ers sometime between the 17th and the 20th. And they will host the Los Angeles Rams here Thursday night uh, or Saturday night, August 26th. Um, all NFC West teams in the preseason for the Broncos. All right, James, we got it here. Let's let's talk about the, the start, okay? Let's mm-hmm. focus on September here. Three games in September. The Raiders here, the Commanders here, and at the Dolphins. James, I don't know about you, man. They got to get out of the gate at 2-0. The Raiders yes. and the Commanders, that's got to be win-win. Yes. It helps kill the vibes of last year. Yes. It helps you get out of the gate fast, and it just washes the entire stink of 2022 off you. I think the NFL did them some big favors, Raiders, Commanders, weeks one and two. No doubt. And I, I think that helps the Sean Payton era get off to a good start. You build confidence in, hey, the coach knows what he's doing. They're winning football games. Russell Wilson looks like his old self, right? Like last year... People looked at the at the Seahawks and say and were saying, "Ah, eh, they're going to be terrible this year." Going into Seattle Monday Night Football to start the season and Russell Wilson's first game as a Bronco was the ultimate buzzsaw that you were just walking into. They still almost won the game. They did. They should have. Probably should have won the game when you fumble twice at the one yard line and then you settle for a sixty four yard field goal. They had every opportunity to win the game. It, you know, it, it, it's hard to... You're the big fan of the butterfly effect. I am. It's hard to say what would have happened, but I do think things would have been different and more than just one game different had they pulled that one off. Getting off to the bad start. I know they ended up 2-1 and one after they got a couple wins back here, but it, it just sort of put things on a negative vibe. I'm with you. They they have to start 2-0. and oh. You have to beat the Raiders here. You have to beat the Commanders here. All right, so the Broncos do have four primetime games. We're going to get yep. back to the schedule, but I just wanted to establish that quickly. We now are getting dates and times here for the four primetime games. At least four, because one, two of those TBD games could potentially end up being primetime. Could they move Broncos-Lions to Saturday night, or at least would make it to where it's the only game on during that, that Saturday time slot, potentially? So, And the Lions are a team that, you know, they're the opening game of the season, at Kansas City on Thursday Night Football, September 7th. Sneaky fun one. People are expecting that team to be good. That That's a game that could have playoff implications, so don't be shocked if they end up with five or six that are a standalone game, even if they're not played at all at night. All right, so we're going to go through the schedule. We just talked about the first two, but I do want to hit these four primetime games that we know for sure. Week 6, October 12th, Thursday Night Football at the Chiefs Prime Video. Okay, and then week 10, November 13th at the Bills, ESPN Monday Night Football. That's a buzzsaw. They finally get a home one week 11, November 19th, Sunday Night Football for the Vikings here in town. Justin Jefferson versus Pat Sertan II. Get your popcorn ready. Yep. Best receiver in the NFL versus arguably the best corner in the NFL. And that's a game, if you're looking at trying to figure out, hey, what's a team that may take a jump from bad to good and what's a team that may fall? Look at, hey, who was really good in one-score games last year? Who was really bad in one-score games? The, the Vikings went 13-4, and four and they had a negative point differential because they want they were 11-0 in one-score games. That ain't going to hold. That's going to come back to, to earth to some extent. And the Broncos, we all know how bad they were in one-score games. So how does 5-12 and 12 turn into 10-7, and 11-6? You flip those one-score games. So that'll be interesting to see if those are not 
two ships passing in the night. And then December 24th, Christmas Eve, man, Santa will be across the ocean getting gifts to the kids in Europe when the Broncos kick off 6.15 p.m. against the Patriots on NFL Network. That will be a fun one, too. That's the eggnog game. That's the eggnog game. And you know what, James? Just for the sake of the players, I am really glad they're in Denver that night. Because if you play for the Patriots, that stinks. You're landing 3, 4 in the morning on Christmas. These guys can hopefully go get a win, get home to their families, and have a Christmas Day off to be to be with their loved ones. Yeah, Christmas Eve falling on a Sunday. Almost everybody's going to play on Christmas Eve. Would you? I mean, if you played Christmas Eve day, it really wouldn't even feel like a holiday. Being Christmas Eve night... Like, yeah, that's when kind of the festivities start, and that's when you people start having their traditions and things like that. So that will certainly make it feel like you're playing on a holiday, being the night game on Christmas Eve. All right, so we talked about the start. Raiders, Commanders, both at home. Got to be wins. Got to be 2-0. and And then let's talk about week three. You head to Miami for an 11 a.m. kickoff here, 1 p.m. on the East Coast. It's going to be hot September 24th. We talked about how the Ravens down there just fell apart in the heat with their big 20-point lead. Yep. It's not week one, but it's still September in Florida. It's going to be hot. That's going to be a road test, especially because we don't think of the Broncos playing particularly well when they have to fly across the country and kick off at 11 a.m. Yeah, I heard Stink talking about that this morning. He said he'd prefer to play that game early in the year because it's hot here. Now, it's not muggy hot like it is in, in South Florida, but uh, you're still acclimated to warm weather. He said that was always more difficult if you're in a cold-weather city in December and then you're going and trying to play somewhere where it's 85 degrees. That's more of a shock to the system. I don't know that either way is right or wrong, but I did think that was an interesting perspective. So late September, not ideal. I think you'd rather be maybe a couple of weeks later, but that's okay. That's not one that you look at and say, hey, the, the weather should be an excuse. I mean, their first four games, two at home, two on the road, because then you go to the Bears. The Bears had the number one overall pick mm. this past year. Now, they traded it away, but that's a bad football team. I know they spend a lot of money in, in free agency, and, and you know, they're, they're rebuilding. I know Justin Fields is a dynamic player. But, Will, there is no reason the Broncos can't start 3-1, and one, if not 4-0. Yeah, you talk about it. Week 4, October 1st, 11 a.m. kickoff. So, back-to-back early kicks. Uh, Chicago's in the central time zone, so that'll be noon local out there. You're right, man. I mean, it's it's still a team that, yeah, Justin Fields is dynamic and he's exciting, but you don't pick number one unless you have all kinds of holes around right. your roster. There's no reason between Miami and Chicago, weeks three and four, you shouldn't split them. Correct. You, you should be three and one uh, coming back here for week five, October 8th, a 2.25 p.m. kickoff on CBS against the Jets, James. Maybe the spiciest game on the schedule for the Broncos. And you nailed it. We've been debating it for a while. I, I thought that would be a primetime game. I thought it would be early in the season. You said you said it's going to be a 225 game, and sure enough, you're right. It's week five, so it's early-ish. But that isn't a sign to me that the league thinks, hey, we better get that game out there while, while we can, while these two teams are at least somewhat in the conversation. They're expecting that that to still be plenty relevant, although it is just a normal uh, 225 game, so it's not as though they're putting it in prime time. I'm a little surprised that that didn't get more attention. Actually, I'm a lot surprised. I thought that could be the opener. Yeah, but James, 225 CBS, that could be Jim Nance and Tony Romo. It could be. I mean, come on, man. That could be Jim. I don't know, Jim. When's the last time Jim Nance was in Denver? (laughs) Literally probably three, four, five years ago. Like During the Peyton Manning era, he should have just had a condo here. Yeah, he was here every Sunday. And it feels like he hasn't been here in half a decade. 
Uh, they will then travel to KC on a short week, week six, October 12th. 8.15 p.m., Amazon Prime. We talked about this at the end of the drive with D-Mac and Derek. James, I love it. Man, it feels like the first time in my lifetime they don't have to go to Arrowhead in December, and they catch the Chiefs on a short week. When you're playing a team that's better than you, you want a bunch of X factors. And being earlier in the year, being a Thursday night, and being on short rest, X factor, X factor, X factor. I'm not predicting them to win. But if there was ever a time for the Broncos to break the 15-game losing streak and steal one in Arrowhead, I don't think this could have set up any better. No, I'm with you. The weather should not be a factor. Uh, the short week kind of evens things out. We saw a lot of Thursday night road teams win last year. So it, it makes it to where it's not mission impossible. Be interesting to look and see who the Chiefs have the week before. I'm taking a peek at that now because you read my mind. So who they have in week five could be uh, could be impactful in this. It's not worst-case scenario at all. Now, you're, you went to school back that direction. Yes, I went to Columbia about two hours east of Casey, so University of Missouri. if I'm putting together my road trips here for the website for denversports.com, is that the closest major college to do that Saturday? You catch the Thursday night Bronco Chiefs game, have a day to hang out, recover, and then hit a little college football. Is Mizzou going to be my best bet? I don't know if they're home. I'll have to look it up, but... What are, what are the other options? Well, it depends if you're trying to drive east or west. Because if you're trying to drive west, you could catch Kansas State or Kansas if you're driving okay. back to Denver. Okay. All right. So oh. there's three options. But I would recommend Mizzou. I'll, uh, I'll show you around. How's that sound? Sounds good. Uh, of course, this is, you know, all just coming down in the last 15 minutes or so. So still efforting the uh, the Chiefs schedule as we look here. to here, here we go. I got it here. You know what, James? They play at Minnesota week five. Okay. So I'm, I'm down with that because they're on the road. Yep. Minnesota, we talked about it. They could regress, but it's not like they're playing, you know, a dumpster fire. It's not a layup game. It's not a layup game. They got to go to Minnesota. It'll probably be a shootout up there. Yeah. Um, they're not hosting in Minneapolis. Houston. So they got to they got to go to Minnesota and then come back and play the Broncos four or five days later. I think that's a break for Denver. I yeah. really do. That's that's up pretty well. Look, no trip to Arrowhead to play the defending Super Bowl champs is ever going to be you know anywhere remotely close to easy. But that does set up about as well as you could hope. All right, and then the Broncos will stay at home. I'm kind of liking this pattern here. Or excuse me, they'll come back home, but they will stay at home for two weeks in a row. I'm liking this pattern of a lot of two-in-a-row at homes. This is their second set. Week 7, the Packers here October 22nd, 225 CBS. Week 8, the Chiefs here October 29th, 225 CBS. Back-to-back home games. You got Jordan Love in the first one. You got Mahomes in the second one. You'll now be eight games in with your buy looming. You got to at least split those, if not in a perfect world, win both. Well, and five of the first eight games are at home. Are. Before the before the buy, five of eight at home. You have to make some hay. You have to dominate at home. Okay, maybe you say that the Chiefs is a game that is is one you could lose. You could drop. Although that looks like a spot where you're saying, hey, if you're going to break the streak. At home when you just played them 17 days days earlier uh, would be a good spot. But, yeah, in those first five games at home, the home games, you probably have to be 4-1. What do you think about the Packers week seven? I, I think the Packers are going to be awful. I think the Packers are complete and utter mystery. Yeah. I, I mean, well, you think mystery, I think awful. I think they could be. I, I don't know that we've seen enough Jordan Love to know one way or the other. Clearly they were ready to move on for from Aaron Rodgers for a reason. I don't think all of those reasons were football. I think – Actually, most of them were not football, but you put up with his nonsense if Jordan Love can't play at all. And if you don't have any faith in him, that's an organization that hasn't had a quarterback issue in three decades. I don't think they're turning the page to somebody if they don't if they don't believe he can play. Now, we'll see. I, I don't have any sense of is that going to be a 
tough game, an easy game, somewhere in the middle. I think it could be anywhere on the on the spectrum. Yeah, but even with Rodgers last year, they went, what, like 8-9, and nine, barely missed the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, if you can only go 8-9 and nine with a future Hall of Famer back-to-back MVP a couple years ago, you're staring 3-14 and 14 in the face. Maybe. It also could be, hey, we got rid of the guy that was a complete and utter distraction. Potentially. I don't know. I think I it's know. a win is what I, I'm saying. I, th- I don't think you typically get better watching your Hall of Fame quarterback walk out the door. Week 9 is the bye. We both agree. Right in the middle. Perfectly placed. You know, last year you were in London, so that sort of complicated it. This year you have a home game and then you're bye. This is a true come Monday morning Guys can go in for quick meetings, get out of town for a week or so, recharge the batteries. I don't think a week nine bye, you could have drawn it up any better. Nope, that's perfect. Now, I always spend the bye week in Vegas. I would have liked it a little earlier just for personal reasons, but that's fine. Maybe the pool will still be open in <laughs> early November. All right, James, and then we, we start to get spicy. This is when, okay, it starts to. starts to. Now, I won't jump too far ahead, but of the next three, two out of three are at home. So that means of your first 11 games, seven of your first 11 are at home. You have to you have to be what? Eight and three, seven and four at that point? I think the, you have to be. The, so ben- the benefit of nine home games and eight road games, but also playing out even a little more disproportionate early on. All right, so week ten, this to me is is either the toughest or second toughest game on the schedule because of where it is, when it is, who it's against in the platform in the stage. It is by far the toughest game. Well, Thursday night in Arrowhead is always gonna be tough. But we're talking mm. November 13th, Monday Night Football in Buffalo, ESPN. Very well could be snowing. I know it was a preseason game. I know it was, James. But the last time the Broncos were in Buffalo, they got flat-out embarrassed last summer. They go back there with the stakes 1,000 times higher. Monday Night Football, you want to talk about a litmus test for this Broncos team? It's Week 10, November 13th, Monday Night Football in Buffalo. Agreed, and you have 15 days to prepare for you it. You do? So, well... Technically, you got six days in Cabo and then nine days. Yeah, that, for it. All the coaches won't be in Cabo. So, uh, you know, that part of it is good. That will be a crowd, though. That will be a raucous scene. A Monday night game, eight, what, 815 locally in Buffalo. They'll be they'll be fired up and ready for the game. We'll put yeah. it that way. Yeah. The weather probably won't be great. Now, I did uh, orange and blue today today with Andrew Mason. I, I filled in for Cecil. And Mace gave me the explanation of lake effect, which you've heard lake effect storms in Buffalo. Sure. But those only occur before it gets super cold and Lake Erie freezes over. So this is early enough you could get lake effect. And the way everybody just cancels everything now, if there's even a threat of weather, this game could be played in Detroit for all we know. Great. It'd be a big advantage to the Broncos. It'd be huge. Wouldn't it? And, and, and I'm somewhat kidding and I'm somewhat being serious of like, it's not outside the realm of possibility that that game ends up having to get moved. Then they come here week 11, November 19th, against the Vikings. We hit on that briefly, Justin Jefferson versus Pat Sertan. That's Sunday night football, obviously a biggie. And then week 12, they will play the Browns here, their first 205 start on the schedule. That means it's less and less priority from the networks. That will be on Fox against the Browns here on November 26th. That's Ano- a favorable first 11. I was going to say another back-to-back uh, home, and then, I mean, let's keep going here. Week 13, they're in they're in Houston, so a favorable first 12. Yeah, their first 12 games, seven of them are at home. There are two games that right now, if you if you had to say, hey, win or loss, I, I'm with you, the week six Thursday night game in Kansas City makes it more doable, but let's be honest, they're the defending Super Bowl champs. They beat the Broncos 15 straight times. That's a loss, and I think at Buffalo is a loss. Otherwise... I think the first 12 games, 
the other 10 of them set up. You're not going to win all 10. I'm not saying that, but I think they set up relatively well. The Broncos should have a pretty good record heading into December. All right, we'll do the whole win-loss thing in the next segment. But coming up on week 14, this James, this is I'm just realizing this now because, again, we're getting the schedule as everyone else is. They're in the middle of a three-game road trip. Correct. Which is rare in the NFL, but a three-game, and I say road trip. They won't be on the road the whole time, but three straight road games. Week 13 in Houston, week 14 L.A. against the Chargers. That's 225 on CBS, and then week 15, either Saturday or Sunday, against the Detroit Lions in Detroit. That means from November 27th to December 23rd, and Powerfield at Mile High will not host a home game. That is a long stretch. It's a full month there that we're looking at at road games and in between the home games. But, you know, you do have Houston and Detroit in that mix. I think Detroit's going to, going to be better. But, you know, if you're just talking about history, those are two road trips that aren't exactly, uh, the, you know, something that you look at and say, oh, my gosh, we got to be dreading this. So, and L.A. is a place where the Broncos typically play pretty well. It'll and feel it'll like a home orange. game. Yeah. None of those three road games scare you. At no. Texans, at Chargers, at Lions. Like, yeah, some of the, the like the Chargers and Lions, they could be fringe contenders, but none of them have a fan base where you're going, oh boy, that's a that's a hornet's nest. Yeah, exactly. And, and you're right, the, the game in L.A., typically that's half Broncos fans. It's like going to a game in Arizona it's where it's usually half, uh, half filled with people in orange. So three in a row is always one that jumps out at you, but it's not something that just looks like it's completely daunting. And then they have another two in a row at home. For the fourth time in this schedule, two in a row at home, week 16, Christmas Eve against the Patriots. We've talked about that a little bit. And then week 17, New Year's Eve against the Chargers. Really interesting, James. They get a taste of the Raiders and the Chiefs super early in this schedule. Both Chargers games very late, week 14, and then week 17 here, New Year's Eve, 225 CBS. And I like bookending the season with the Raiders. Broncos-Raiders, great rivalry. You start the year with them, you end the year with them. And if you need a win... To get into the playoffs and you have to go on the road going to Vegas and, and trying to get that when you look at some of the other options of a, a at Buffalo, at Kansas City. I mean, imagine if that game was at Arrowhead. You'd be saying, hey, they better have their spot sewn up by week 18. That's a that's another game that's going to be filled with Broncos fans. That is a very winnable finale. You're right. Week 18, either the 6th or the 7th in January in Vegas. James, there's a chance the Raiders could be... 5-11 and 11 at that point. Yeah, and that'll, that'll be a game after the holidays where there'll be a ton of people from here, from Denver, making that trip. A ton. Well, and if, if they're bad... It's a that, cheaper ticket. It's a cheaper ticket, and you need a win, and they're going 1-2-3 Cancun. Yeah. You want to play a bad team the last week of the season. I don't think the Raiders, because of McDaniels, and I just don't have any faith in Jimmy G, are going to have anything to play for. Yeah, and you know, the, the, it used to be, you'd or you'd want somebody in the other end of the... Spectrum, right? You want a team that might be sitting, guys. Right. But now with only one team getting a bye, that is pretty rare that you even see that. So, yeah, that is – would you have rather had that be Houston? Sure. But I think the Raiders is a pretty good option. All right, it's fun. The schedule is finally here. We just outlined it. It's live at denversports.com if you want to see it for yourself. And coming up next, we're going to go through it, give our 2023 Broncos predictions. 303-713-1043 is the RamosLaw.com text line. We are breaking down. The Broncos 2023 schedule. It is live at denversports.com. The 8688 chimes in and says, fellas, put your pipes down. This sounds like a replay of last year's schedule review. Well, wait until we get to our win-loss predictions. You're going to love that, 8688. 
I like legal weed. Look, I don't think anybody on this show was saying week one in Seattle would be a layup. I certainly wasn't. I picked him to lose. I said dub. Okay, well, I guess one person on this show thought that would be a win. I didn't think Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams were both going to fumble at the one-yard line or the the head coach who got fired after 15 games was going to say a 64-yard field goal was his target. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think this year in terms of decision-making, being prepared, just having the logistics of running a game, those things aren't going to catch up to the Broncos, right? Like, if you look at the way they started last year, they should have won week one. In Seattle, I know it's easy to say shoulda, coulda, woulda. They won the next two. They had L.A. with the chance to go up double digits when Melvin Gordon put the ball in the turf and it turned into a touchdown going the other way for the Raiders. Yep. They lost that game. And then they had week five against the Colts, a game that how they lost it, I don't know. So they were essentially three fumbles, two in Seattle and one in, in, L, in, in Vegas away from starting last season 5-0. Mike chimes in and says Emmanuel Sanders just picked the Broncos to go from worst to first. I like Emmanuel's thinking, so let's go through it, James. Our official predictions for the 2023 schedule. Obviously, if you missed it, we will reset all the games here. You can also read about them at denversports.com. Week 1, home against the Raiders and Josh McDaniels. Win. That is a win for me as well. Week 2, home against the Commanders. And as of now, their quarterback, I told you this the other night. Do you remember who it is? No. Sam I know, I know Jacoby Brissett was the backup. Sam Howell, <laughs> Ron Rivera, and the Commanders come to town week two. I'll take a win. Give me a W as well. I both We both think a 2-0 start is uh, important for this team, and it looks like they're going to get it. Week three, down to Miami, September 24th, an 11 a.m. kickoff in the heat. I think it's a winnable game, but I'm going to put the Broncos down for a loss there. I don't like the cross-country trip. I don't like the fact that it is going to be hot. I don't like the fact that it's an 11 o'clock kickoff. Bunch of things that, you know, by themselves shouldn't sway me, but you put them all together, I'm going to put a loss. You know, Damari Mathis probably didn't think his name would come up during the schedule release, but welcome to being a starting quarterback in the NFL, Damari Mathis. Yeah. You're going to either have to guard Jalen Waddle or Tyree Kill, probably Jalen Waddle. It's an L, unfortunately. Broncos dropped to 2 and 1. They moved to Chicago week four, October 1st, an 11 a.m. kick on CBS. That's a win. <sighs> I think the Bears are going to be a lot better. I really do. I think they're going to be better. Are they going to be a lot better? And I also think the Bears this year might be a little bit like the Lions last year, where, hey, come, in the, come the end of the season, like they're playing pretty good football. I think you want to catch that team earlier in the year. James, I'm just going to say it's a loss. I just think okay. Chicago is like an 8-9 win team, and I think they get the Broncos. You've got them at 3-1. and one. I've got them at 2-2. Two and two. They will come home. For arguably the biggest game on the schedule, Nathaniel Hackett, Aaron Rodgers here October 8th with the New York Jets, 2.25 p.m. kickoff. That is the uh, the time they're going to light up the giant new scoreboard. I think that's a win, and I think it's a big win. And it's a hopefully the giant new scoreboard helps the crowd count down the play clock <laughs> in a mocking manner. Yes, exactly. I think that's a win for the Broncos. I think that's a game that everybody over there has already circled. I think it's a dub as well, man. I think the Rodgers-Jets thing is going to blow up in their face, much like the Wilson-Broncos thing, at least in year one, with incompetent coaching, blew up in Denver's face. I think the Jets are like a 5-6 win team. Give me a dub. All right, man. Maybe the biggest game, because you're going to KC in October, not December, Arrowhead, Thursday Night Football, catching them on a short week. Colin pointed out they're going to Germany after this, so their sights are going to be set on bro- or in week eight. So they're going to be week eight, you know, one more after this. 
bratwurst and beer in their future. James, I can't believe I'm doing this. The streak's going to end. They're going to win Thursday Night Football Week 6 in Arrowhead. I don't think it's mission impossible. I think some of the things you've mentioned certainly are in the Broncos' favor. It's the defending Super Bowl champs. They've beaten the Broncos 15 consecutive times. I think they make it 16. I'll put the Broncos down for a loss in Week 6. All right, you got a little W on your sheet, though. Oh, no, that's you. This is me. That's you. Okay. Keep your, you just let me do my system. You keep, do your system keep, keep over there. Keep your eyes on your own test. <laughs> That's right. Uh, week seven, Packers and Jordan Love here. Man, I I ticked off a lot of folks on the text line saying the Packers are going to go three and fourteen, but I think the Packers are going to be terrible. You don't run a Hall of Fame out of a Hall of Fame QB out of town and get better. Give me the Broncos big. I agree with you on that one. I, I think the Packers are going to be better than what you think. I think they're a bit of a mystery though. So if you're making me pick this game in May. Give me the Broncos at home. So we both have them at five and two through seven games. Correct, which is where they need to be at that point, given how the schedule is set up, and it's you know heavy on home games early. Then the Chiefs and Mahomes will head here uh, uh, October 29th, Excuse me, two twenty five CBS. I think this is where the streak ends. This is where they're getting ready to get on a bird and fly to Germany. If you're the Chiefs, Broncos, it'll set up to where okay, we got them at home. We just played them seventeen days ago. This is where the Broncos end the streak. It will be 16 games at that point. Give me a W to go into the bye at 6-2. and two. All right, so this was my bad. The, the Chiefs, this is the game they'll be focused on, the brats and the beer, because they're yeah. headed to Germany after this one. That being said, James, because I have the Broncos winning in Arrowhead, I know this is totally backwards. Mahomes ain't going to let them get them twice. They'll find a way to win here. I'm going to give a W to KC that day. All right, so we both have them splitting with the Chiefs, which the way that series has gone the last seven and a half years that would be a huge step in the right direction. Ending the streak would be big. The week nine bye, they will head to Buffalo. Monday night football, arguably the craziest, toughest game on the schedule, November 13th. I think that's a loss. I, I just I can find a way in my head where I think they could win at Kansas City. I could find a way in my head where I think they could win at Miami. I can't come up with this unless Josh Allen isn't playing, and I certainly don't wish that upon anybody. I think that's a loss, and I think that might be their one really bad loss of the year. Yeah, that one could get ugly. Weather could be a factor. And, yeah, man, I don't trust the Bills in the playoffs at all right now, but I certainly trust them in the regular season. They'll beat the Broncos by a couple touchdowns at least that night. Yeah, that that one could get ugly. Then uh, two more home games. You'll host the Vikings here week 11, November 19th on NBC Sunday Night Football. I think that's a W. I think they bounce back from an ugly loss in Buffalo. They'll be ready to go. Denver gets a win, gets back on track. Man, I can't wait to watch Pat Sertan the second against Justin Jefferson. I think the Vikings are a crash back to earth team. It's funny. We've talked about all the NFC North teams. I think Lions, Bears go 1-2 in that division. Vikings 3, Packers 4. Give me a dub. All right. Then Cleveland comes here. Deshaun Watson, probably the worst contract in NFL history. Yeah, Nick Chubb's a player, I guess. Um, but Cleveland, man, does Cleveland scare anyone at home? No, that's a game that I, that I think, if you're just trying to figure out what is the easiest game on the schedule, again, there's no easy games in the NFL. It's not college football. But that that would be their homecoming game. If the Broncos are picking a homecoming game, that would be it. I'll take a, I'll take a W in that one. I would lean towards week two against Washington, but I see what you're saying. It's certainly a weaker game. Give me a W as well. Soft part of the schedule here because then they go to Houston December 3rd. Uh, the Texans, D'Amico Ryans, flirted with the Broncos. But I don't see a way they lose in Houston, do you? No, I would have rather gotten the Texans early in the year, kind of like Chicago. right? Give me the rookie quarterback in the first month of the season, not later in the year. But it still is a team very much in transition. Give me a W. All right, then they'll head to L.A. against the Chargers, 225 CBS. 
we know the building, SoFi Stadium, will be painted in orange. Yeah, you know what? They should have won there last year. It went to overtime. It was the, the fumble. It was Montreal Washington fumbling the, the punt when P.J. Locke ran into him. I think this Denver team is going to be far superior to what they were a year ago, obviously. I'm going to go win here on the road and a lot of happy Broncos fans in L.A. Man, I wish I could agree with you, but I've got them on a three-game win streak heading into this one. Justin Herbert's very good. He's going to continue to take it to a new level. They will lose that afternoon. I have the win streak at four after that, but then I think they lose either on the 16th or 17th whenever that game gets scheduled. The three-game road trip, it finally catches up to them. I think they lose in Detroit. Yeah, you're right. A three-game road trip. Those seem pretty rare in the NFL. And we keep saying road trip. It's not like baseball or basketball where they'll be on the road the whole time. They'll come home, but still, no games at Empower Field for almost a month. I think the Lions are going to win 12 games. I, th- I think that's a loss for the Broncos. I think it's one of the tougher games on the schedule. That brings us to Christmas Eve. The Grinch himself, Bill Belichick, heading to Mile High hours before we all open presents under the tree. I think the uh, Broncos are going to give us all an early Christmas gift. I think they beat the Patriots. Uh, Mac Jones doesn't scare me at all. Look, a Bill Belichick team is always going to be a little bit of a threat. You know they're going to be well coached, obviously. But I think that's a game the Broncos win. I think it's a win, too, man, because it may not even be Mac Jones. It might not be. I mean, it's late enough in the season. That could be Bailey Zappi. Yep, yep. That could be any combo of it. If the Patriots are out of it, Bill Belichick will try anything in his power, uh, especially if they can't make the playoffs, give me a dub. They then host the Chargers here on New Year's Eve just a couple of weeks after they went out to L.A. Uh, this Mine here with the Chargers is a little bit like you were with the Chiefs. I have them winning in L.A. and losing at home. I think they're going to split with the Chargers. I think they're going to split with the Chiefs. How it goes could be anybody's guess, but I'll put this down as a loss for the Broncos. Yeah, I think it's going to be a win because I, I foresee a split with them as well, just like the Chiefs. I think the Broncos' AFC West record is a huge key to this season. I actually think it's going to be 4-2, and two, which gives away my last pick in Week 18 at Vegas. I don't think McDaniels and Vegas are going to have anything to play for. And now that I say that, James, there's a chance Josh McDaniels is fired before Week 18 if things go south for the Raiders. He may not even be on the sideline. Give me a dub, a three-game win streak, and an 11-6 and record heading into the postseason. I've been saying for a long time, basically since Sean Payton got the job, that I think the Broncos are going to flip their record. I think they're going to go from 5-12 and to 12-5. and I've got them at 12-5. and How do they get there? 8-1 and at home. And that's how teams historically, Denver teams have, have put up good records, is you got to be dominant at home in front of 75,000 people that are going crazy, playing at altitude. You have a built-in advantage. The only loss I have for them at home is the Chargers, their final home game. All right, interesting. Well, those are our predictions. Feel free to share yours on the RamosLaw.com text line, 303-713-1043. James Merrillat has them 12-5. and five. I've got them 11-6. and six. Coming up next, we're going to reset the primetime games. There's four of them, could be more. Plus, it was a big Nuggets news day, and they got a huge game six coming up in Phoenix. We'll fill you in on all the big details. Ah, oh, man, what a fun night. Schedule release night. Nuggets and Suns game six. Nuggets can close it out, move to the Western Conference Finals. We will get to them in just a moment, but I want to put a bow on this Broncos schedule. Four primetime games for Denver that we know of so far with two TBD, week 15 in Detroit, week 18 in Vegas. Those four primetime games, week six, in Arrowhead, a Thursday night football game. Week 10, in Buffalo, a Monday night football game. Week 11, here against the Vikings, a Sunday night football game. And then week 16, Christmas Eve, against Bill Belichick, 
Mac Jones, we think, and the Patriots, NFL Network, a good way to start off your Christmas celebrations. James, man, I thought after the Broncos burned them last year, the NFL would say, we're out on Broncos primetime. But I'll give Mike Kliss credit. He said on the Zoakley show today he was hearing lots of primetime games. That's what it turned out to be. They got at least four. They may end up with five. Yeah, I, I think that's – we were debating it last week, and I think I had three, and I thought I was being overly optimistic. To get four for sure is a bit of a surprise. The fact that some of them are late in the year. Like last year, you remember, they had a bunch, but gosh, they were. it seemed like they were all before the bye. I know they had – the one after the bye that they actually got flexed out of in Kansas City. But it seemed like every week was to like start week the year. It was like week one, four, five, and seven or something. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was a little bit ridiculous. Plus the London game. I mean, it was just a bunch of uh, Broncos in primetime or is the only game. So a little bit of a surprise. I think that's an encouraging sign for Broncos fans that, hey, the league at least thinks they're going to be relevant enough late in the year that they want to put them on Christmas Eve. That's a pretty prime spot late in the season. So... Uh, no, it's, it, it sets up well. I have uh, I have put together my list of my five best road trips. Okay, hit me with them super quick. All right, so I think the number one trip, you get a chance to go to Miami to watch the Broncos play the Dolphins, go hang out on South Beach, I'm going to take it. Yep. This is not in any particular order. I think the trip to Chicago, if you're going to go to Chicago, October 1st is about the best time of year to go. It's not ungodly hot, and it hasn't gotten cold. Chicago's one of the best towns in America to go to. Ton of fun. Great foodie town. I would hit that one. Kansas City on a Thursday. You could leave the morning of the game, go to the game, and then get up on Friday and hit all the barbecue joints and all that kind of stuff. Come back and still enjoy your weekend. I think going to Buffalo in November, it sounds crazy. For a Monday night game, it's a sight to see, man. Bills Mafia, you're going to have stories to tell. You're going to watch people throw people through tables. Through burning tables, that will be fantastic. And then look, week 18's in Las Vegas. NFL will play games on Saturday and Sunday. Whichever day you don't go to the game, you can hang out at the, uh, at the, at the hotel and enjoy the action. Plus, that Monday is the national championship game in college football. Huh. Stick around another day and enjoy uh, enjoy Vegas. All right, you can check that out shortly at denversports.com. I just published mine at denversports.com. The five biggest games on the schedule. I'm going to run through them real quick, and then we'll get to the Nuggets. Number five, it's here against Kansas City, week eight. You got the Chiefs at home early. You got to beat them. Number four, here against the Vikings, week 11. That's Sunday night football. That's redemption for your primetime failures. Number three, I said week 10 at Buffalo, Hey, it's Monday night against a Super Bowl contender, maybe in the snow. Show up and prove to the world you belong in that conversation. Number two, week five, here against the New York Jets. Boo! That's how we should greet Nathaniel Hackett, the worst coach in Broncos history, in my opinion. I know some people will say McDaniels. I'm going to say Hackett. And the number one biggest game of the year, when I take my first glance at this schedule, is week six at Kansas City, Thursday night football. It sets the entire tone if you're going to be an AFC West contender or not. You can read both those at denversports.com. All right, James, we're about an hour and a half from tip, Nuggets and Suns, maybe about an hour ten. Uh, the big news of the day, DeAndre Ayton is out. Chris Paul, we knew, is out. Two of the four players that we thought, oh, they're good players for the Suns are out. And then Michael Malone has just spoken to the media in the last few minutes Jamal Murray is sick with a non-COVID illness, listed as questionable. Michael Malone has passed along that he expects Jamal Murray to play. Advantage Nuggets in all these. Yeah, I mean, that's good news. I would imagine Jamal Murray will play less minutes than he has been. Not necessarily a bad thing either way, but when you throw in the illness, it's probably a necessity. So expect to see maybe a little Reggie Jackson tonight. 
maybe more Bruce Brown, who was fantastic in Game 5. Look, it all sets up well for the Nuggets. This has felt like since midway through Game 2, it's a two-man team anyway down in Phoenix. Still no Chris Paul. You take DeAndre Ayton out. There really is nobody that scares you other than Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. Just nobody. And the Nuggets just need to get off to a good start tonight and not let the the you know the snowball start going down the wrong side of the hill on the road, let that crowd get into it. So I, I said before Game 5, whoever won that one was going to win it in 6. I'll stick with it. I think the Nuggets get the W tonight. They better because I want no part of a coin flip game on a Sunday afternoon at Ball Arena in Game 7. Go take care of business tonight, Will. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I mean, listen, there was some drama today. The voter that left Nikola Jokic out of his top five was revealed. That was Mark Jackson, a prominent name. He's on ESPN and ABC's number one crew along with Mike Breen and Jeff Van Gundy. Jackson goes on the radio and apologizes, says it was a mistake. He tweets out, says it was a mistake. But 99 out of 100 voters put Nikola Jokic in the top three. Maybe a little more fuel to the fire that we now know who it is. Well, when we all saw that one person left him out of the top five, it was he ought to lose his vote for doing that. When you hear Mark Jackson's explanation for why he left him off, he thought he was filling out a all-NBA first-team ballot. Oh, man. He should 100% lose his vote. And you know what? If he really is apologetic for it, he should voluntarily give up his vote. That's embarrassingly bad. Embarrassingly bad. You, you're filling out an MVP ballot, and you think you're filling out first-team. Now, he did put a center, two forwards, and two guards on his top five. But come on, man. you got to know what you're voting for. All right, man. The schedule is out. The Broncos, we know the roadmap. It's all live at denversports.com. Go Nuggets for Colin. For James, I'm Will. It's Denver Sports Tonight on Denver Sports Station 104.3. The Fan.